So, if you don't know me, my name is Pastor Sarai. <laughs> and I am an executive pastor here along with my husband, Michael Figueroa. Um, he is not presently here. He is home watching me on the television <laughs> with our beautiful daughter, Kaylee. Praise God. Thank you, love, for taking care of her. Um, and I thank my pastor, Pastor Ezekiel, senior pastor, for inviting me to speak during this day. And I love my senior pastor, Tanya. Oh, my God. OMG. We'll talk later. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right, let's get to this. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord God. Isn't life something? So much to do, so many responsibilities, things to divide and handle. Sometimes we find it difficult to get the very basic things done. And oftentimes we find ourselves overwhelmed, overworked, and spiritually running on empty. Has anyone been there? I've been there, bought the t-shirt. What was it, how that goes? Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, yes. Oh, Jesus, but it's time to take that thing off. Thank you, Lord. So we go to church, right? We're here. We pray. We try to do what we can do, right? And it becomes sort of like a routine. And it starts to look like that day after day after day. And after a while, we're just hoping that one of these days will get up and things will get better. Things will change. You know, somehow it just has to turn around. Because you know what? After being in this kind of cycle, it, it breaks you down. It, it drags you down. And you just feel like you can't do it anymore. You sort of feel lifeless, right? Heavy all the time. So when you are overworked, right? Your schedule's full. You don't know where to find the time to do this thing. Even it has to do with something that you're passionate about, right? You're passionate about things. You have dreams. You have goals. But uh, I just can't at this time. I'm going to have to put it off, right? So when we are in this place or when we find ourselves in this place, do we ever stop to think that it's time to reevaluate? It's time for us to assess the reason why we're in this place for so long and why are things going this way. We are all on a journey and time will not stop and it will not slow down. So what can we do to dig ourselves up out of this place that we're in? Amen. More often times than not, we want to believe and we don't want to come to terms with the fact that we may have accepted Christ, but we may have laid our cross to the side. The Lord gives each and every one of us who are in Christ a cross to carry. There is a weight that we must bear, and it's individual, and it's unique 
to you. But maybe the reason why we feel the way we do is because we're holding on to something else and it's not the cross that God has made for each of us. Amen? So I want to open up with our scripture from Matthew 21, verses 28 through 31. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, my God. And this opening scripture is the, the parable of the two sons. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your holy word, God. Write it in our hearts, our souls, our minds, and spirits in the name of Jesus. It says, but what do you think? A man, he had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he regretted it and he went. Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the father they said to him the first Jesus said to them assuredly I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you amen thank you God for this word we praise you I pray God that you speak to each and every individual in here my God I know, God, that this word is so important and is very unique to the person. And I pray, Father God, for open hearts, Lord God, right now, for my sister, for my brother, for those who are hurting, for those, Lord God, who have burdens, for those who, Lord God, are currently in the condition, Lord God, that you placed in my heart to open up this word with. This is not a word of judgment. This is a word of correction or change. And we do all things in love. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's message title is Woke to Responsibility. Amen, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, I'm standing on holy ground. I'm covered by Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Right? So life has its ups and downs, and no matter who you are, no one is exempt from pain, loss, heartache, and the unexpected. God wants you to know that he will be with you through it all. Say through it all. God will be with me through it all. But what we do in our humanity, in this flesh, oftentimes is we take what comes into our own hands. We push away help. We're always trying to do things on our own. We're, we're trying to be self-made, right? Um, but God wants you to know that he is readily available to you. He's waiting on you to accept this help. So no one can take up their cross, he has, right, for 
for you and carry that weight without his help. And this is why we can start strong but fall so hard. Amen? This happens because we fail to understand that God, he calls us to himself, okay? And from there, we find that he has set an order, right? And that order is in his word. And when you're in his word, you and him begin to have a communication. You begin to open a lifeline to relationship so that then going forward, you can hear him, you can feel him, you can sense something. There's these indications that just light up. And then there's the reminder of the principles and his precepts and his law and the Proverbs, all of those things beautifully placed for us, treasures that are available for us to grab a hold of, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1440, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. You want to know what the Lord is into? He's into order. Amen? Some of us, there's things we like. There's things in our nature. There's certain things that if we're going to get into a relationship that we want to see in that other individual or even in a friend, in someone's character traits, how they talk, what they, what they do when no one's looking, right? Well, God is into order when no one's looking too. Amen? <laughs> You may have given your life to the Lord, right? And Jesus, he came into your heart willingly. I mean, he did this before we were here. He did everything. He already paid. He, gave our, he paid our ransom. He took us out of the debt. He took us out of what we deserved, and he put it on himself. What more can he do? But we're always hung, hung, uh, hungry and craving, right, for more and more and more. Jesus, help us, Lord. Right? So, for those, right, of you who are in Christ, right, we said yes, right? And I'm not challenging anyone's yes when you came to him, right, at that moment. But we may have started out, right, with that yes, amen? But then, in the days ahead, we lose our way, right, because of the lack of understanding that God has given us responsibilities in order to walk out this, this um, path with him so that we do not turn to the left or to the right. He gives tools. He offers equipment, his full armor. But if we do not intentionally from day to day lay down our flesh, right, and allow his word of truth to rise up in us, we will not maintain the work that he has called us to in the vineyard, which is the relationship we need with him. Our yes dries up. And sometimes we don't even see it. We don't even realize it because... In comparison to other people, other people's attitudes, other people's ways, 
we're not so bad after all. I'm doing well. I'm doing good for my family, right? But comparing ourselves is a dangerous thing. It is a lack of godly moral and character within us. That's a deep root. So if you're, you're walking in that mindset, I do more good than bad, you are out of place. Do you know that we are children of light and our responsibility is to be placed in the hand of God and not tread it upon lightly? With each thing in your life, there are things we need to do, right, for things to go smoothly. And most important, you may say, where do we get started with this? Prayer. Are you prayerfully responsible? Are you fervently praying? Are you praying in the spirit? Are you taking time? Are you scheduling that purposeful time? If you're not, that's an indication, that's a red flag, that something's going to be off. And when one thing, just that one thing is off, everything is off and out of balance in your life. From your work to what you do at home to what you say are normal everyday responsibilities, you're off. Okay? And many of us, we might say, I pray. I pray every day before I get out of bed, before my feet touch that floor, I'm praying. And before I go to bed, I pray. But maybe your prayer is not authentic. It might just be out of routine because we naturally form habits, and habits are hard to break. So have you formed a prayer habit, not of the spirit? The prayer that you say, it's full of your will, it's full of your thoughts, it's full of what you envision, it's full of what you want, and you have a finished outcome in mind. That's not prayer, that's control. That's manipulation. And that hurts the Holy Spirit of God and the things that offend God's spirit, he is not there. But our God is so good, let me tell you. That he'd rather deal with that pain, right, than to walk out on you. He's still waiting. He's still waiting. He's still waiting. If you're alive, if your heart is still beating in your chest, God is still waiting. Jesus. How can he be there, right, while you're telling him, who to be to you rather than who am I to be to you, my God, in this world? It starts with humility, church. Humility. We are nothing without God. You may say, um, I'm growing. I'm not where I used to be. But never, ever let the root of pride blind you is so easy to become prideful Jesus ask him Lord give me a humble heart every day yes you can take pride in the things that you do and you accomplish because it's wonderful because many people start and quit 
and you're still here, and that's a beautiful thing. It is, but never, ever let go of humility. Hold on to that thing. That's a crown for you. Jesus. So when we come to the Lord and we pray and we enter in humbly, we also need to come in with a heart that is ready to repent. God is into order. God is into communication. And he is into repentance. Amen? It says in Psalms 51, 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, oh Lord, you will not despise. Jesus. God states that he lives at peace with those who are humble in spirit, those who are lowly and have a contrite heart. When we see our sin for what it is and come to true repentance, he removes the mask from our eyes and he sheds our hearts from the callous that is upon it. Jesus. Acknowledging sin. Amen? Jesus. This act of obedience, it provides a renewal of heart and gives way for us to exalt grace and imitate Christ. Has anybody ever done something good for you, great for you, and you just feel so thankful and you, and, and you want to please that person? You want to recognize that person? You want to you get them something special like that? That's what God wants from us to himself. Church of God, God is looking for repentance, remorse, and acknowledgement of our shortcomings. He desires you to come to your senses. He desires for us to wake up ready to undo all we thought this relationship was about. The me mindset along the way. How can you mend a hurting relationship acknowledge that you failed and I think that in our humanity oftentimes we don't want to acknowledge our shortcomings we don't want to face the truth even when we know it amen God is looking for a bride that is able to say I'm lost I thought that I was doing it right but Lord, walk with me. I need you. I believe it is of this that moves the heart of God. Amen. A broken and a contrite heart. He longs for you. He longs for you. Thank you, Jesus. So these things are the things that cause our God to feel loved, right? And connected. Amen. And God longs for a connection or a reconnection with you. Amen. And do you know that God has plans for you? Beautiful plans. But how can you know them if you're not responsibly seeking them out? Amen. It's just like a marriage. How can a marriage grow where you don't long to know the other's thoughts? Where, where you don't seek or even care to know what your spouse loves, cares for, dreams of, and needs to hear from you. Amen? 
How can it grow without an ongoing pursuit of lovingly seeking the other's heart? Men, how can it survive the storms that are unplanned without prayerfully equipping it from day to day, without fasting, without sacrifice? How can any relationship survive without knowing that people make mistakes? Knowing ahead of time that no one is perfect and that there will be need for times to ask for forgiveness and to receive forgiveness. Amen? Some people never say sorry. Amen? Remember, pride is deadly and God, he despises it because it keeps you from ever moving forward in his will. It's a strong city whose doors has many locks. It's a wall. And God wants no walls with you, church. He wants to freely embrace you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So God wants to hear from you. Amen? So when we're too busy in our own thoughts and working out our own life, we are like the sun in in the parable, that first son that said yes, but didn't do what he was supposed to going forward. Amen? You know, many of us, we say yes to God, and we like to say yes to everything. I have a yes mindset, right? Anything ministerial here, um, Pastor? I'm ready. I'm good to go. I'm available, right? You're pumped, right? Yeah. This is how God feels when we like that son I say yes, but then after that, we're inactive, right? We sign up, right? We're going to be part of this team. We're going to help you grow this thing. I know we're familiar with that, right? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the mountain with you, Pastor, if that's where you're going. I'm ready for that missions trip to Hong Kong or wherever it is. I'm ready. I'm there. But then you don't show up and, and you don't even give an offering for that trip. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm not judging anyone. I'm just being real. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I have no hard feelings. God knows that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right? So we become to others, right? When we fail to do our part, we become a stumbling block. The salt and the light, that's not what's showing. That's not what's standing out. And we are supposed to be salt and light in this world. We want what we, we are worth, right? Like, oh, you, you know, don't let them give you less than you deserve, right? We want to be looked upon with respect, but we don't give that respect. We want the position, but we don't hold the integrity it takes to have a team look to us because sometimes we belittle them and we call the shots. We act like the world. We operate like the world, but we say, yes, I'm a Christian. I believe I'm saved, but your lifestyle brings shame. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Everything you and I do and decide on whether we like it or not or are aware of it, it sends a message. What message are we sending on God's behalf? And sadly, we also reap what we sow. 
And sometimes we can even repent, but the results of our actions, we have to live with those results. Amen? Jesus, help us, Lord. Jesus. But I want to encourage you and let you know we fall, we fail. The word of God says that. We all fall and we all fail. But I want to encourage you that as quickly as you turn, as quickly as you become honest with the truth before God is as quickly as he will turn to you. Just as quickly he will reconnect. There's no waiting. As soon as you repent, as soon as you are honest, he will connect with you fully. Not like uh, some kind of earthly um, relationship that sometimes you pass through things and it's going to take time. Jesus is, he's right there. How beautiful is he, right? How beautiful is God's heart towards us, church? Is so beautiful, Jesus. You know why? Because he cannot resist you. You are his child. Have you ever had a child? Have you ever loved a child and saw a child and said, that child is so precious? That's what God sees when he sees you. He sees you running to him. Jesus. Song of Solomon 8, verse 6 says, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Powerful, fierce is God's love for you. For you, you the individual. That's how strong it is. So the Lord wants you to walk with him. He wants you to take on his mantle and he wants you to wear his ring. And with that ring, remember that ring, it comes with responsibility and a relationship daily. Like a ring in marriage, it is an indication. This is a physical item here, which others can see and recognize that this individual is taken. It's a sign that should scream out loud, don't cross this line, right? The same should be with you and I when we commit ourselves to the Lord. A hunger to know him through the word and hear him daily. And that we should desperately seek and search for him. And that with discipline and integrity. Say this walk is a walk of discipline. Discipline. Some days you're going to feel it. And some days you're not. That's the honest truth. We, we are in a physical body. Some days you're going to feel it. And some days you're not. Discipline. Discipline. Make up your mind. Get before the Lord and say, Lord, I make up my mind today. I'm going to start with discipline. If you do that every day, discipline, discipline. Let me walk in discipline because that will activate his spirit in you. To walk it out no matter what it is and how it feels. You will not waver. Amen? And how about God's word, right? 
Uh, do you recognize when God is speaking? Do you sense him? Are you able to discern when someone is, is speaking or teaching truth of God's word? In this series, we've been hearing and learning and um, bringing to you truth that even other people are speaking and saying Jesus, but it's not, it's not our Jesus, right? Do you have that? Do you know the word? Can you recognize him? Amen. First John 4, 1 through 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus has come in is sorry has not come in the flesh is not of God and this is the spirit of what the antichrist which you have heard was coming and now already is in the world church the spirit of antichrist is in the world right yes and it says there that even you know if they don't confess Jesus there are people saying Jesus but they're not hearing from Jesus they're using his name they're using his name and they're professing things and they're speaking things over you and they're uh, putting that person in a place of mind control. There's a lot of mind control going on right now and people are doing things that are unnecessary. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. It's, it's not what they're saying because a lot of people are dictating to people what they need to do and how to fix this and correct that. Be careful for that. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. And sadly, so many people have been led astray. So you and I, what? We have a responsibility, right? To be truthful to the truth, which is in Christ Jesus. Truthful to the truth, Lord. He is the word and the word is he himself. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. And there is no other name in which we can be saved. So why are so many falling away? Why are so many people uh, falling into these traps because they have not been responsible to get to know Christ for themselves. They've allowed the word of God to sit on a shelf and just dry up there. And they have learned to make it a habit to come to church, to do their prayerful uh, habits and they carry on that way. That's how easily that comes in. The word of God is life. So I encourage you, church, to do, to do the simple, right? This is the simple. This is like, oh, how can I fix this? How can I? Sometimes we don't have the answers. But if we're not prayerful, if we're not making it our uh most valuable thing and his word every day how how can anything be okay from there we have so many problems 
So many trials, so many storms. Everything keeps getting messed up. We cannot get anything done. We don't feel good about ourselves. Prayer, 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 prayer. Amen? Jesus. 1 Samuel 15, 23 says, For rebellion is as sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Are you a Christian who rejects the word and the study of the word? Sometimes God has to be strong with us because we are very stubborn. We run around wild, undisciplined. It's like a child that's about to run into the fire. And that's why he says your, your rebellion, your, your failure to be responsible to these things that you can do, and I'm going to be right there with you in it, is, is something that I, I need to be strong about it. Like Pastor was saying, God's love is so strong, but his wrath is stronger, right? Right? It's a strong love. It's a fierce love. You are living life doing you. It's a be true to myself conditioning. Those are not walks rooted and grounded in Christ. And from there, we are open. Satan has access to start the demonic activity in your life, in your home, in your mind, in your emotions, and everything that you have available, everything that you care for. You have the door open. And we know our adversary, right? Like a roaring lion roams about seeking whom he may devour because he has access. Jesus. It's amazing how easily Satan can creep in. I think about Peter with Jesus. Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and he told them that the Son of Man had to go to Jerusalem to be killed and everything. And Peter was like, no, don't go, Jesus, don't go there. And right there in front of all his other boys, the guys, right, the disciples, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't take him to the side. I thought we were friends. I thought we were cool. I'm just, I'm just, trying, to, I'm just trying to protect you, Jesus. Even Jesus had to stand his ground with his boy. And sometimes you're going to have to do the same with others. Jesus. We open the door to our enemy. We live to please our own will. We lack integrity, we, um, we lack discipline, we're not prayerful, we don't love God's word. You know, loving his word is loving him. Jesus, please be part of our Bible studies. Be part of them. Be here on Sunday, but open up your word every day. Because you know what? You're not going to make it. 
you're not going to make it and you're going to have many regrets. And God wants to save you heartache, hurt, and regret because he loves you. You're that important to him. He has plans. He has a will. He has good things for you. And you have things in the way you have not given him. We need to ask God for forgiveness. To close all those doors. All those areas in our lives. Of ourselves and our families. There's roots. There's generational curses. There's all those things. All of those things that we have to battle, that we need to face. And we need God's armor in order to maintain our integrity, our discipline, and our walk with God. Intentional. God wants us to be disciplined. God wants us to be intentional. So that no matter what we go through, we are able to rise up. And yes, along the way, we will still fall. We will still fail. But God gives us the right through his love, through his son, through Jesus' blood to get back up again and go right back to him again and again. How beautiful is that? Jesus. And we need to ask God to give us wisdom daily because wisdom will direct and order your steps one at a time. The connection with you and God will flow. You'll have a great chemistry and you'll know it because instruction and wisdom lead to truth and life. And without it, there is confusion, there is straying, and there is loss of time. When wisdom is speaking and you're available, you're making yourself available to God, you will feel it. Proverbs 2, 7 through 8. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. There is so much stored up for you, and he will not uphold his guidance upon this path. He will not leave you unprotected and he will not let you die out because he will keep you he will be the one to dust you off he will be the one to wash you wash those things off of you he will be the one to heal your wounds he alone is the one that is able Jesus thank you Lord God and he will make your life a reflection of himself to this world he will let your light shine brightly and others will be able to tell the difference. He will raise you up in discernment and he will teach your hands to war. He will enable you to access the full armor of God, which will allow you to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. And he will help you to stand your ground. His will in your life is to hold you in place, right? He says, peace, be still. His instruction will direct your position and will help you to carry out his work in the kingdom. Our God is the God of gods. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And your life and my life is a life of servanthood. A life of servanthood. A life of service. A life of honor. And walking out this walk with 
with, with a pride and I serve the king of kings. I am a child of God. I am his daughter. And how many of us walk around actually feeling like that, actually having that connection? Most of the time we're like, I don't feel good about myself. I'm less than and I can stand here and confess that I struggle with that sometimes. It's a battle for me. And I have to be disciplined. And it's only his word, the, the word of truth that reminds me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That I am his. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and I am not beneath. And neither are you. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Jesus came and he did the will of his father. And he prayed. He prayed for you. He withdrew himself from everyone. He got by himself. What time do you have? Or rather, what time do you need to make to have solitude with God? What time have you set for reading his word? Or what time are you going to begin to say, this is mine and God's time. I want to serve my God. I want to show him that I love him, that I honor him. You want to feel alive? That's the way to feel alive because many of us, we feel dead. We feel weak. We feel broken. We feel used. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So church of God, I pray for each and every one of you. I pray for where you are at in your walk with God. And I could definitely understand that the words that he placed in my heart, they're strong. Trust me to be able to say this to you, to prepare this for you was for me to sit with him and evaluate myself first. I have nothing without him. I'm absolutely nothing without, without him. And I thank God that I don't struggle with pride because I have a mother who loved God, who had her own problems, who had her own issues, but she was intentional about seeking God and his word daily. And that's what she taught me. And that's what she taught your pastor, Ezekiel. And that's what she taught my sister, Deborah. She showed us that it was life. We're nothing without God. We're nothing without his word. There's nothing we can do right without him. And he's so good to us. He loves you so much. He knows how much you're hurting. And he also knows how exhausted you are. And he knows you want to be free from the cycle. So I want to pray with you, church, if you could stand. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray with you. And if anybody wants to stand here and just be closer, please feel free to do so. But I, I want you to ask God in this moment, God, 
where am I with you? God, what do I need to change now? And God, I know this needs to stop. This cycle, this routine, this schedule that I have, it's killing me. God, I need you first to forgive me. I wasn't aware or I wasn't fully aware or there was something tugging at my spirit. But God, right now, I'm aware. Let your voice of wisdom speak to me and show me how to get to work on getting this right. Jesus, Jesus, we praise your name. Lord, we love you and we know you're in this place. We know you're in this place. And God, I know you love your church. The world is active and you have not come back because of your church. So you love your church and you love my brother and you love my sister. And I just thank you for them. I thank you, God, that they got this far. But God, some of my brothers and sisters are carrying loads. They're carrying burdens. They're, car they're carrying scars. They're carrying brokenness. They're carrying unforgiveness. And Lord, you know, we could say, you know, it, it is our, in our right sometimes to be upset and it's in our right to be angry, right? But after a time, we got to let it go. And it's hard to let go sometimes. So I ask you, God, because of your love and because of your mercy, God, you would take that hurt, that pain, that area, God, and heal my brothers and sisters' wounds now. Because it's sometimes the root of all of the lack of discipline and everything is hurt. It's brokenness. It's what they've been through. It's what they passed through. So God, minister to them, my God. Speak to them, my God. And Lord, just awaken Awaken them, their hearts, their minds, their souls, their spirits to your closeness, to your presence, God. We can stand in each other's presence, but the presence of God, your presence, it goes through us, completely through us. So, Lord God, like a wave of your spirit, send a wave. Send a wave, oh God, Holy Spirit. Send a wave of deliverance. Send a wave of healing. Send a wave of clarity. Send a wave, Lord God, that, that knocks every wall down and breaks every lock. In the name of Jesus, my God, there's nothing too strong. There's nothing too hard. And your hand is not short, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, my God. Thank you, 
Jesus. And I believe today, Lord God, with their prayers, Lord God, that the relationship that they have with you, Lord God, it is reestablished. It is a new beginning. It is a new moment. So I pray, God, for an excitement to stir up in your church and in your people, Lord God, because something new is on the horizon, my God. You didn't come this far for God to abandon you, no. You come this far so that he could take you by the hand and so you could walk together. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you for this opportunity uh, to use me as your vessel. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. God bless you, church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.